Welcome to Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles political podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. And we sit here now knowing who the president-elect is. Yeah. It just took us about 72 days, but... <laughs> it felt like forever, didn't it? We're, we're and, here with answers. Well, and for a guy like me, like I knew what was going to happen. I followed the stuff closely. I knew that, uh, especially in some of those states, the in-person voting was going to favor Mr. Trump. And so then we're going to have this long count of the votes on the mm-hmm. back end of the absentees. And so I, I kind of knew the narrative. I knew what was going to happen, and it still felt like forever. So yeah. I can't imagine. Well, be the, fair now. You thought it may go a lot quicker than it did, too, well, there for now, a moment. Well, we did talk. We did talk. You and I swapped a, a text either the day of or the night before. I think it was the day before, yeah. And I think where I thought things were going to be um, could be decided on election night was I thought North Carolina had a good chance of swinging for mm-hmm. Biden uh, because they have a really strong, which we'll dive into in a little bit, they have a really strong uh, Democrat governor. Uh, they're actually kind of a split state, but their their Democrat governor is very popular, and he receives conservative mm-hmm. votes. And I thought that might swing for Biden, and so North Carolina would go ahead and you know announce that night for Biden. And then if I thought, those dominoes had fallen sooner, and I thought he really had a chance at Florida. And so if those two happen, turns out that's not a thing. I know, and we'll get into that too. But I thought if those two things happen, we're not even talking about uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia and Nevada and Arizona. We're not talking about them. It's over that night. I thought there was a chance that that happened and, and we'd be done, but uh, since that didn't happen, mm-hmm. I knew I knew we were going to trench in and, and count votes that were going to very heavily swing to Joe Biden because the the left really pushed for mail-in voting, for right. early voting as much as they could, and the right really pushed for in-person voting. So it doesn't really take much more than like uh, an eight-year-old intellect to understand why that looked like it looked, but... You know, we, we're going to beat a drum anyway, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe let's, before we dive in, just Election Day, I have a, a quick story. Did you have any hiccups or anything on Election Day? No, I didn't. I love the snazzy new iPads that they're scanning in with. Mm-hmm. I, I did, uh, after my wife and I uh, scanned in, and, and, you know, we make a day of election. So we did you to, have to stand in the line? No, I, I time it early in the morning. There's no Well, so did we, but it was quite crowded at the Credible VFW. Hold on, how early were you? Were you first thing? Uh, I went like no, because we have to. We were around eight o'clock. I went nine nine thirty. No line. I yeah. walked straight in, and, and I was surprised. Fact, people were parking around the building, and I had not seen no, that were, before. That early in everywhere. the morning. I tell you what happened is I probably timed it really well. The building was actually pretty crowded. There were a lot of people actually mm-hmm. voting when I got there, but there weren't a lot of people in line to go vote. And one of the things that changed at my polling place. Uh, our polling place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's usually alphabetical table. Yeah, I think roles. that happened everywhere. And so now they have the tablets. You don't have to go alphabetical. And mm-hmm. so literally the poll worker was like, here, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like, because I'm looking for my alphabet and she can tell what I'm looking for. And she's just motioning me to the table. They Poll workers, right. uh, top shelf uh, in Cordova, Alabama on election day. They they really killed it for me. So, no, I didn't have any problem. Scanned right in. We had we had a bit of a, a, bit of a hiccup. Um, so Zach's ballot, it kicked out Zach's ballot. Okay. And it said, uh, like, markings or something. It was, you know, unreadable markings. Well, he knows he can't draw pictures on it, right? He didn't draw pictures okay. on it. At, but this was actually a thing. Maybe it was only the five-minute window, you know, that we were there. But someone had sat down at the same table as us, which, by the way, Zach thinks is ridiculous. That's that weird that we sit don't have. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, with other people. But he sat down and was already on his second ballot because he had told the guy next to him that it didn't take that ballot, so they gave him a new one. So... Then we get up there, it kicks, it kicks Zach's ballot out. And so we go over to the little man on the side who obviously is in charge of, of telling him what to do, and he takes a look at the ballot. And he says, 
Well, you didn't vote in everything. That's why it kicked it out. You have to that's vote in true. everything. No, that's not, that's true. not a true story. That's not true. No, it no. is a true story that it happened to us, but that's what the man told him. So the, was and that a Zach poll worker? Got, that was a poll worker. Oh, my goodness. And Zach got highly upset. It's not true. Uh, and said, because someone, uh, so uh, the mom of a friend was right beside me because she walked in line right behind us and said, hey, what did y'all have to do about Zach's ballot? Because the same thing had happened to her. And her question to me was, I didn't vote in everything. Do you think that's why? And I said, no, you can come in here and bubble one thing and Mm -hmm. leave. I said, no, that's not it. And then Zach came over there and his face was red. He was quite upset. And he said, um, you know, that the guy told him you have to vote in everything because there was nothing, no stray markings or anything on the ballot. What he ended up doing was just kind of flipping it like upside down and sideways. It was ridiculous, but it took it that time. But uh, yeah, that was a true thing. False information, uh, false information being passed out to the voters from a poll worker. Yeah, we got to So that's why I asked to see if if you had any issues that day because we did for once. That's strange. I didn't really see any new faces in our poll workers. And so I know you being in the media, Mm -hmm. you've seen these little receipt tapes that print Mm -hmm. out of these machines at the end. And so in each category, it'll say um, this many votes for this mm-hmm. one, this many votes for this one. And then there's a thing called up votes and down votes, which mm-hmm. means that uh, they either marked everything. You know, they marked too mm-hmm. many bubbles, mm-hmm. with an up vote, or they marked none, which is a down vote. Uh, an experienced poll worker knows that down mm-hmm. votes print out, which mm-hmm. is literally skipping them, which in this area, the an area that we've chosen to only have one party represent us most of the time, mm-hmm. I skip a lot of bubbles because it, it's pointless. There's no competition. I will point out that Zach also got the text message from Sheriff Nick Smith about the Amendment 2, which put him in a bad mood that morning. He got it, and I didn't, and he was in a bad mood walking in, and then the poll worker didn't help matters, so I'll throw that out there, too. Um, I spoke to Sheriff Whatever list that Zach is on, he wants to be off of. Um, Sorry, they got you. Uh, And I told him that he was either a stupid politician or an honest one because he actually has my number. And I didn't get, I didn't get the, so did the he, text message. So. Uh, did Zach a few days earlier get the one about uh, after hours having rapid COVID test on that same I number? Because I tell did me. the same number. I meant to he ask Nick me. about that. Um, like, is after hours paying you to mm-hmm. use this number? What's going on here? Right. Got a lot of questions. Yeah. So that was our voting day experience. Uh, I, I thought it was a little crowded because I always go early as well. It was more yeah. crowded than I expected. Well, voter turnout and we was ha- fantastic. And we had that, we had that experience. Um, we can go over the, the votes really quickly here in the county. Apparently, we had uh, 31,000 ballots cast out of 48,000 registered voters. That's fantastic. So, so that's a 64% um, turnout for us. Uh, no surprise that 17,000 of those ballots were straight party Republican, uh, and President Trump won the county uh, 83% to 15%. So that's that's how we landed there. What was that um, number, the percentage again? Um, f- for Trump-Biden, mm-hmm. 83 to 15. So, so he got 25,000 votes to Biden's 4,800 and so. Compared to the state, uh, the state was 62% for Trump, 36 and a half for mm-hmm. Joe Biden. That was 1.4 million for Trump and 843,000 for Biden, which is the most the Democrats had in Alabama mm-hmm. in a long, long time. I think uh, I think President Trump greatly improved his performance here in Walker County, even over 2016. He did. It's funny, and we even talked yeah. about he would he so. may drop into the 70s, mm-hmm. and, and basically I thought some of your, maybe your old school yellow Which is a Democrats. trend in certain areas of the country. Yeah. He got yeah. he got more support even in 2020 than he did in 2016. I thought some of the old school yellow dog, like Clinton voters that mm-hmm. also voted for Trump the first time would flip back over to Biden in this particular election, but, and, and we'll do a little hot take on Electoral College, and we may need to do an entire episode on the Electoral College, uh, but there's 
there's almost some like voter suppression feel to an electoral college. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if you vote in Alabama and you were going to vote for Joe Biden, you may just stay at the House because you knew Donald Trump yeah. was going to get all the electoral votes. I wonder what the numbers would have been without an electoral college because mm-hmm. he got 843,000 votes. Yeah. Zach has a whole theory. He would have to explain it himself about going like district by district, you know, uh, somehow yeah. bringing that into it. If you win a certain district, you get a certain number of votes or something. Have, so you would um, have to campaign. I have a theory that, the that it, you just elected on the, the popular vote and you need to campaign in all 50 states because you need as many votes as possible. Um, what a concept. At the end of all the elections in my entire life, I've always known the popular vote mm-hmm. count, right? It's not really hard to get. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't that determine our president? You know, like it. it wh- well, because <laughs> I mean, apparently on. the last time a Republican won the. Um, uh, Bush's reelection, he won popular. The popular mm-hmm. vote was a while ago. In my so. lifetime, it's not been common. So Bush's first election and Trump's election, both they lost the popular mm-hmm. vote and won the electoral college. Yeah. But and I'm not getting at it from a political standpoint because that could put Trump could get on the ground more in California, a place where mm-hmm. he got three million votes almost. Right. Uh, people don't talk about that. He got 1.4 million votes in Alabama. He gets all of our electoral votes. He got double that in California. He gets nothing he got for nothing, it. Yeah. The electoral college is yeah. silly. And some states do have that kind of split. Well, in the caucuses, they have that kind of split thing. On the same hand, Biden deal, got so. Biden got 840,000 votes here. That's more than like three states that he won combined. Mm-hmm. So he got electoral college votes for, yeah. for less votes. It's, it's Yeah, silly. they're going to try to tinker with it. I don't know that it'll happen, you know, in our lifetime. But certainly the electoral college is something that will eventually be revisited in some form. I well, think. the problem there is it's, uh, that's going to require a constitutional right. amendment, which is uh, is that two-thirds of states would have to yeah, approve. So it's so it's going to be tinkered the, with, but, I, you know, it I, ain't don't gonna know. Happen, I don't know what it's going to take to really break it. I wonder what the world thinks it, about the Electoral College. I mean, do they just, like, laugh at us for that thing? <sighs> well. Do they just, like, look at America and they're like, hold on, you do what? <laughs> I would imagine they say, well... These people just really like counting to two seventy. <laughs> this is just something they like to do. Well, I mean, you think about think about this election. That's the whole. Night. That's the whole point. Well, think about this election night. So we end in some of these key battleground states where Biden is behind, and um, the pundits that actually know what's going on pretty much assume he's going to take the lead in mm-hmm. those states, right? Well, and then we go through these days long process and arguing and bickering and back and forth. Or you could have just looked at the popular vote the night of the election, seen how many votes were left, and knew that Joe Biden was absolutely going to win by, what, 5 million votes, and then be like, okay, yeah, he won. Why is that, like, not a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Because our founders decided to make it extremely complicated, and I don't know. It's just a thing. So um, we can talk about the individual states uh, we kind of divvied those up beforehand. Uh, Florida, which I thought, okay, so you got Georgia, which is going to be interesting, and Florida would kind of probably be my big homework yeah, piece. Yeah. Uh, turns out by about an hour into election night, Florida really wasn't on the table anymore. They took forever to call it, but it really, it really wasn't a thing. It was quite clear that uh, that the president was going to win Florida, and he was going to win it by a greater margin than he did. Yeah. Um, four years ago. And I talked about those efforts in Georgia, which we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, Florida had similar efforts when Andrew Gillum lost mm-hmm. the gubernatorial race. It was a close race around DeSantis, and Florida, my my entire life has been a toss up. Like mm-hmm. every presidential election, it's like which way is it going to yep. go? 
Um, Not so you, much. The the actual population of Florida tends to lean a little to the left, but then they have so many retirees that come down the lean to the right, and it's always kind of made them this toss-up state. Um, but the, the, the entire story in Florida is uh, the Trump campaign did a fantastic job appealing to a lot of the young uh, defectors of countries that had been under uh, socialist leaders. Specifically Cuban-Americans. Cuban, Cuban uh, Nicaraguan, and there was one more that they really went hard after. And they convinced them that Joe Biden was going to implement mm-hmm. socialism in America. And these cats And you don't throw back. that around to them. Mm-hmm. We hear socialism, it. and it means, it. it means probably more to say our grandparents because they understood socialism a different way. Yeah. But they are of the same kind of well, with mindset us, is that when you throw around socialism it has a real meaning and with us the most socialist leader um of prominence in america would would be um bernie sanders and he's a democratic socialist mm-hmm. uh very important um that the democratic goes on the front of that because he still believes in the power and nobody of paid vote. attention to him until about <laughs> yeah, four years ago so i don't buy into the message that they sold but by god they sold yes, it and good did. on them they they really ran away with florida they mm-hmm. ended up winning by three points or so uh two hundred thousand he got two hundred thousand more votes uh, than he did in 2016 and then miami dade which is uh the democratic county down there biden won by seven points compared to 29 points um in 2016 so yep. that tells you how how badly he slipped Mm -hmm. in that one county um and then i guess just across latinos in general uh biden got 52 percent of the vote compared to uh hillary clinton's 62 percent um and trump won 55 of 67 counties down there their turnout was exceptional 77 percent um overall down there in florida 77 mm-hmm. percent um also this was the first year since 1992 that florida didn't pick uh the winner of the election mm-hmm. the last time mm-hmm. it happened before that was 1960 with john f kennedy so generally you can look at florida and see who won who won the race that year uh not this year it looks like um but yeah so florida didn't turn out to be the battleground state necessarily um and that's really when you could see I chose not to watch television. I did everything I said I wasn't going to do and didn't do any of the things I said I would. Online, at, when Florida fell, you saw the people who were already nervous on the Democratic side get extremely nervous because that was the first shot across the bow that this is not going to go the way that we thought it was tonight. So, um, again, back to the whole blue wall, not really being a thing they thought they were going to sweep these states and there was going to be huge margins and you know they're going to kick out everybody well, and, and I, by I, and large it didn't really happen and that i way think beyond all. just the presidential race they expected to actually pick up some house seats which mm-hmm. they ended up going net negative for the night they expected to be more competitive in flipping the senate mm-hmm. um, having a greater chance they still have a chance to break even um, which is probably going to be our narrative until mm-hmm. january um, they still have a chance there. They expected that. They expected, like I said, they expected the chance to win Florida, win North Carolina, put Texas in play, mm-hmm. uh, and they did not. And they've Uh-oh. got to, I think nationally, the Democrats have to do some soul-searching because the Trump brand is such a one-sided brand, and they couldn't bring working-class people back away from that brand. Mm-hmm. They've got to figure out how they couldn't. Uh, right. They really do, and that's that's going to be their, their next decade is like, what, what have we done? Like, mm-hmm. what do we have to do? Right. So. So what was one of yours? You had uh, Georgia, which you may want to save for last, unless you want to I've got hop Georgia. on that horse now. I've got Georgia up now. We can go ahead and hop on that horse if you want to. So, so. yeah, there, we, we talked about Georgia and the opportunity that Georgia may turn blue. Mm-hmm. And turns out 
It did. And we, so we talked uh, in, in the last episode before the election that there was a huge effort to register voters, specifically in Metro Atlanta. Uh, we also knew that those voters voted in mass early and they mailed in their ballots. So you knew that there was going to be some longer term counting to their ballots. So, again, anyone that was paying attention before the mm-hmm. election knew exactly what would happen in Georgia. Georgia would be Trump's on election night, and then we would be counting to see if there was enough of the mail-in to get Biden past him. And there barely was. I think he's up about 11,000 votes right. as we sit here right now, but they're only at about 98% reporting. And so he could, you know, he could end up 15 thousand or so I think that would probably be his cap ahead um, there's an automatic recount there they're within the margin the Secretary so of State has already called it we will have a recount in this state is it like a half a percent there a percent. is that what it yeah, is yeah so um, in Georgia as it sits right now Joe Biden is at 2.466 million and Donald Trump is at 2.455 it's literally 49.48 percent to 49.27 percent now, for everyone that loves to decry, um, oh, there's all these fake ballots coming in and blah de, blah and whatever you want to say to make yourself feel better about taking the L this particular election, the absentee votes for president in Georgia, Biden has 2.095 million, Trump has 1.865 million. They're very close. It's literally 52 to 46. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if there's all, I mean, are all the fake ballots on one side and not the other? I mean, right. we, we really need to choose choose our words probably yes. a little more wisely and based in fact choose better narratives next based time. in what's me what makes me feel better about myself so uh, the story of georgia is very much the metro areas are very similar to alabama our metro areas are blue mm-hmm. um our rural areas are red all across the country this mm-hmm. is the case this is the case and so georgia that's the story of this georgia has uh, 159 counties of the 159 biden took around 30 um, so that really tells you tells you the story. The rural counties went hard uh, mm-hmm. red. Uh, the metro counties went hard blue. The the key here is Democrats saw, and I mentioned this last week and or two weeks ago in the gubernatorial election in 2018. They saw they were close enough. They were like within striking distance. And so, like in Alabama, that's not the case. Our metro areas are strong, and our metro areas really delivered as hard as they could for Doug Jones uh, across the state, and it got him 900 something thousand votes. Uh, to you know, 1.2 million mm-hmm. for for Tuberville. Um, they're not in striking distance yet. They're they're like two to one. But in Georgia, they're like, hey, we're really close. We need to really mobilize. We need to register voters. We need to get them excited to vote again. Uh, and it worked. Um, there will be a recount. My assumption is in the recount, it's not going to flip the results of the state, which really don't matter at this point because Pennsylvania has such a larger margin, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, but Georgia looks like they went blue for the first time since uh, Bill Clinton in 1992. And just to kind of reset the air here in Walker County, uh, we voted for Bill Clinton uh, in Walker mm-hmm. County. Well, quick aside, when you mentioned that Senate race, I looked down at these numbers to see Tommy Tupperville got a 1,000 fewer votes than Trump did in this county. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mentioned this, and how, how many of those crossover votes, and you can look at the totals, and uh, I, I'll pull them up here in a minute, Um uh, Doug Jones received about 70,000 more votes than Joe Biden in Alabama. And you and I talked about that a little bit. There's going to be a number of voters that vote for Trump and believe what Trump is, but they also like Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who tries to do it, whether it be our local party heads or whomever. Doug Jones is a moderate Democrat, an honorable man. He voted 80% of the time with Richard mm-hmm. Shelby. So even your most staunch conservative can only not like 20% of his votes. Right. 
let's quit doing the you're in the left or you're in the right. Let's actually talk about substance of of, of a person and a leader. Um, he he was pretty good at what he did. And he yep. represented Alabama, and so a lot of people did. here he saw that. He got about a thousand people who yep. would have voted for uh, Donald Trump and then checked his, his or Joe name Jorgensen as well. or Joe. Yeah, Joe <laughs> got uh, two hundred seventy six. Uh, uh, Votes in Walker I County, will not so. call names in here. There's a member of my family that would have been one of those Joe Jorgensen, Doug mm-hmm. Jones voters. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so that's Georgia. Uh, one thing, and I think let's just touch it and then kind of move past it. There are two Senate races in Georgia. All right, so as we sit today, the Senate, it will be compromised of 50 Republicans and 48 Democrats. There are two runoffs in Georgia. If the Democrats take them both, it's 50 to 50, mm-hmm. and Madam Vice President's going to be breaking ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they only get one of them, it's 51-49, and the Republicans keep control, or 52-48 if they want them both. There's a big story there. I think we don't go all the way in today. Let's talk about kind of how they got there, who those candidates are, and, and talk about that whole thing as we as we move on. But And the fact that it became, not only did Georgia become very important in the presidential election, but the narrative about where the Democrats take the yeah. Senate when it became clear it wasn't, again, going to be that blue wave. Georgia's at the center of that as well, yeah. the same state. If, if you are someone that wants to look at the substance of American government over the next six, eight weeks, I would encourage you to probably not pay attention as much to court cases and recounts and, oh, Trump won and all that. I'd probably lay that stuff to bed because the, the race is called, but I would pay attention to Georgia. There's substance in Georgia that's going to affect Americans for the next two years until mm-hmm. there's another Senate race. Um that's where you need to pay attention if you actually care about real things instead of abstract. Yep. Um, so Arizona was another one of my states um, of the, the late, great John McCain. Cindy McCain had done. Um, John, John's one of my she favorites. She had endorsed um, Joe Biden, and she had done some uh, some campaigning and some video ads and things for him. Uh, and that one took forever to get called. What I mean, it was really, is it, has it even been called yeah, uh, officially not been some places. The they yeah. finally called Nevada, so, but they have not called Arizona mm-hmm. to this point. So, but at this point, it like you Biden's know, win, it's yeah. it's falling into Biden's column. Um, if he wins, he'll win it by roughly less than than twenty thousand. Um, so it did it did go blue. Um, the the support of um, Republicans there, like Cindy McCain, obviously. Um, you know, had a lot to do with that because that's a very slim margin. But um, people of Arizona just really decided to take some revenge on some of the um, comments and things that had been made. Now, one thing about Arizona, um, in addition to uh, going for Joe Biden and how close it was, one of the many conspiracy theories that came out of this election came from Arizona, mm-hmm. um, the Sharpie Gate um, <laughs> conspiracy theory, and I saw this one go around. It's it 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 has come up in several states, and I think most people don't even pay attention to which states it is, but it was a legitimate conspiracy theory that went around. Somebody shot a video of a woman saying that, you know, they've been given Sharpies and someone told them that the, you know, the ballot wasn't going to count and things like that. And you had to have the secretary of state and people come out and say, this is, you know, this is not a thing. Uh, this is, this is just not a thing. These ballot, these ballots do count. Uh, and then they have a way to track your ballot, um, online and a lot of people mm-hmm. uh got online and saw that it said canceled now by canceled 
that system is in place. If you requested an early ballot and then showed up on election day and voted, um, it canceled out this early ballot, and that's what you were seeing. But, of course, people didn't understand that, and they assumed, you know, that their their ballots had been thrown out. And it just went on and on and on. I think President Trump mentioned it in one of his one of his statements. Um, and so there has been no proof brought forward at all that this was ever a legitimate, should have been a legitimate concern mm-hmm. of people's. Um, but that did come out of Arizona, and then it popped up again in, I think, several other states as well. But Arizona was a big one for that uh, They talked gate. a lot about it. Yeah, and that, and that's one of those that, that feels like um, the losing team's trying to find anything to sow doubt. And um, uh, one of, one of a, law- a lawyer's trick, which Mr. Trump finds himself surrounded by lawyers, is if you can't win the trial – uh, you put the trial on trial, mm-hmm. um, and that's all they're doing. Wow. Uh, they they've they've lost the election, so the idea is, well, let's just make it look like the election wasn't legitimate, and that's our well. That's our and chance. these things have consequences because Arizona is also where a bunch of people got together and they tried to gain access to one of those counting facilities yeah. that they had out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and they at some point they had to start. I think they called them free speech zones or something. Basically. Mm-hmm to allow people to come and to, you know, hold up the signs and say what they wanted to say, but not be close enough that they could physically accost, you know, some of these people counting ballots and things like that. Um, and that's just a sad tale, uh, one, of, one of many, but it is it is quite sad that, that in this country that you have to protect the people counting the ballots from from other yeah. people who believe the election is being stolen. So yeah. that's why social media posts and words and these things, it's okay to be concerned and to make sure, you know, that everybody's vote gets counted. I think most people want everybody's vote to get counted Absolutely. unless it is politically not expedient for you for that mm-hmm. to happen. But in America, we should want everybody's vote to get counted Absolutely. no matter what their vote is. But also... People should be able to do their jobs in a safe manner, and out in Arizona, that quickly became not the case there for a while, which so. is uh, upsetting. Because it, certainly, uh, be engaged, uh, your right to protest and free speech and all this is all protected. But the, these folks are just trying to count votes. I mean, that's all any of them are trying to and do. And think about the stress and, they're under anyway. I mean, we're watching it play you, out on television. They're actually having to show up every day and start this over again. And, and I'm you, sure there's pressure coming down from the top about, you know. So yeah. it's it's got to be a high-stress environment. And the last thing you want is to walk out the door and, you know, have somebody, yeah. you know, potentially with some form of firearm, <laughs> you know, publicly displayed uh, in your face. And, I you mean, bring, and you bring it down to the smallest level of, of municipal elections that I've been involved in. Um, you literally have the right here in America as a candidate to walk in and say, hey, this is my poll watcher, and appoint mm-hmm. them. They can sit there and watch the polls the entire day. Right. That happens in every election, no matter how small or how mm-hmm. big. So literally every place in America, in every election in America where ballots are being counted, both sides are allowed poll watchers. Yes. This has always been the case and will continue to be the case. Any reports otherwise are false. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we count ballots, both teams get to watch the ballots be right. counted. And so, you availed yourself of that option both times. I have availed myself both times. I sure did. Because the uh, first time you had somebody in the room when they were, you know, press a little button and the magic numbers come out. Yeah, the first time um, was for me was was more of a make sure there's a sense of legitimacy 
to this election mm-hmm. uh, because I was running against an incumbent. He controlled mm-hmm. the administration that was running the election, right? Um, the second time, I literally appointed my poll watcher in the morning. He went to work, and then the only reason I appointed him in the morning is so he could be there when the tape printed out at the right. end in the evening. So, yeah, I availed myself to it, and, and so can every other candidate, as they have, all the lawsuits that have been brought up to this point, if you got dismissed immediately because they were like, you have poll watchers in the room, mm-hmm. uh, literally a response. I forget which state this was in. Uh, so a, a Trump surrogate was in the courtroom. They had filed a suit to get poll watchers in the room. They said, we don't have reasonable access to the ballots. Filed the suit. The judge comes in the next day, and he says, are you telling me that you, have, uh, you don't have any poll watchers in the room now, in, in the room where these ballots are being counted? And the attorney replied, there is a sum, uh, there's a sum not equal to zero, was his reply. That was his way of saying, we do have people mm-hmm. in the room, but I don't want to say those words because it makes it sound bad. Right. So the judge, the judge responded by, um, so you're telling me, as a member of the Bar Association of this state, and this is the judge basically saying, if you lie to me right now, you're going to put mm-hmm. your bar in jeopardy. As, a, as a, a representative of the bar in this state, that you do or you do not have a poll watcher currently in the room and have had the entire time they've been counting ballots. And he said, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And he's dismissed the case immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they were just making some noise where there wasn't merit. Pennsylvania's one where they did get a win. Um, they were keeping them farther away for social distancing. And mm-hmm. the judge ruled, hey, we do. you do need to get them right. within six feet. And one of them was live feet. streaming. Where are they live streaming? Some of the counties uh, as well. I've seen, in, I've seen in a little bit of the that. States. It's so funny to me to see the difference. Um, I've seen in, in Pennsylvania, they're like, they're in warehouses in some of these. They're giant warehouses mm-hmm. spaced out. There's poll watchers all around them. And then I saw some like in Atlanta. They're like, it looks like in a, a 10 by 10 room in a library. Mm-hmm. And there's like four people at a table and the poll watchers are like crammed in there right. next to them. Looking. I'm like, what? Y'all ain't got any warehouses in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. You know, like I've seen them in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure y'all got yep. them too. And I'm sure some of that is they're just going off of whatever their operation was and has been. And yeah. they never expected this much media attention on their little polling place yeah it's you know there's, there's their little area that, yeah so. I, I can imagine if cordova was on the i sort of say list, i'm yeah. just imagining walker county in general if for whatever reason walker county suddenly became the center of the political universe and you know cnn came to town and all these people were here um you know i can only imagine what that would look like on national television there's no so. chance of that happening we just blindly flip a switch from one party to the other yeah, every so 30 years or so obviously living in fantasy world yeah. at that point uh, so what was one of your other states uh, then? Let's go to North Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, so uh, take note, uh, Alabama voters. North Carolina is what we could be if y'all want it to be, uh, basically which is a mostly conservative state uh, with competitive elections. What a concept. Um, they actually filled candidates from both parties mm-hmm. that are actual good candidates, and then they vote for them. Uh, it's I know I know it's crazy. Rather than just having one, which party, implies that they have two strong party right, structures in right. place. Because even if it's the party you like, I've heard of that. Yeah, even if it's the party that you like, if you don't check them occasionally, um, they actually will stop actually representing you because they're going to become lazy and complacent because you're not making them compete for mm-hmm. their job. So. Alabama, I would encourage you to take a look at North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina has 100 counties. uh, Of their 100 counties, 25 of them went for Mr. Biden, and the other 75 went for Mr. Trump. Uh, In this election, which they haven't called North Carolina, they've only reported about 98%. There's an outside chance Biden could take the lead there, but I don't think that's going to happen. Currently, we're sitting at 2.7 million. 
2.733 for Mr. Trump, 2.658 for Mr. Biden, which is a 50% for Trump and 48.6 for Mr. Biden. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Um, In uh, North Carolina, their gubernatorial and their presidential election are on the same ticket. Uh, which is kind of rare. I don't. Yeah, it is I rare. don't know how many states do that, but it is in very many. You know, ours are in the off years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I always put it to remember for me. So what do they do in the second year? Like, what do they do in their midterms? I don't. Maybe they just take the year off. I don't know. Hey, maybe it's cheaper on elections. Maybe they're onto something. I don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, so we had, um, as I stated, Mr. Trump's at two point seven three three, and Mr. Biden's at two point six five eight in North Carolina. That's current c- counts. On the same ticket, they had a Senate race and they had their gubernatorial race. Well, in this election, they had a uh, Democrat who won the governorship in 2016 at the same time that the state of North Carolina picked Mr. Trump as their president, which means people went into a ballot a ballot box and they voted for Mr. Trump mm-hmm. and for Mr. Roy Cooper, a Democrat, to be their governor. Well, their governor is actually really popular. Uh, so he just won re-election in a time when it looks like they voted to re-elect Donald Trump. He got 2.8 million votes. The Republican challenger got 2.564 million votes. So, um, again, Alabama, take notes. You can actually do this. They're actually, the entire state is mostly controlled Republican, but they have viable Democratic options. I I don't know why this is a bad thing. Uh, In their... um, in their state Senate, they are 27 Republicans, 22 Democrats. In their state House, there's 68 Republicans and 49 Democrats. Uh, in some other statewide elections that happened, most of them were Republicans. Their agriculture commissioner, their lieutenant governor, almost all of these were taken uh, by Republicans. But their secretary of state was a Democrat. He won 51-49 on the same ballot. And it's almost like the voters of North Carolina are actually studying the candidates and judging them on their merit on the ballot. That's it's a, a crazy lie. concept. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. You can actually go in and not look at the letter um, and vote for the person that you thought was the best person for that job. Um, it, it actually kind of makes democracy work a little better for you. Just something to think about. Mull it over. Uh, don't get back to me because I don't, I don't really want to hear your <laughs> retort. But... <laughs> Uh, so North Carolina was one. Um, North Carolina was important for a few reasons. Uh, that you know they wanted the electoral votes there. They wanted to switch it back. Uh, North Carolina is a state uh, that Mr. Obama won in 2008, but lost in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've made themselves kind of uh, flip back and forth. I'll tell you that there is a trend that is being observed by political pundits that uh, North Carolina might not be so flippy in the in the future. And uh, bad news for conservatives is it looks like it's leaning left. Um, they're getting a lot of transplants in North Carolina in the Charlotte area. Uh, they have a big banking sector. They've actually hit on some technology sector and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're kind of uh, getting transplants that are uh, more left-leaning. And uh, so they're actually thinking they're going to be more like a Virginia over the next uh, decade or so and lean pretty hard to the left. Um, but obviously they weren't they 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 weren't ready for Biden. Yeah. So uh, here we are now. The Senate race. This is one where they really felt like because they had such a strong candidate in a Democrat governor mm-hmm. that they could kind of up ballot effect to the to the senator, um, and they didn't. Uh, this but is that's one the one where the candidate had a little bit of a moral failure, isn't that the state? Isn't he that did, the race? but uh, but I mean, do we ever really judge our candidates by moral failure? I, I mean, mean, look at the look at the not, but I mean the conservative party's president. Um, has had 
three wives cheated on all of them publicly. I mean, we right. we don't seem to really we we pretend to care about morals. I don't know that we really care. Yeah. In our political, there was candidates. a time though where the kind of thing that he did it was text messages, right? Uh, very yeah. explicit text yeah. messages. Yeah, he got rough. You know, he, His polling actually went up when a lot of this stuff reported. <laughs> if that tells you anything, we don't care. We pretend. It to turns care. out, men who cheat on their wives are really a fan of that uh, kind of a thing. I mean. Uh, so the Senate race there was uh, the incumbent Tom Tills, which is a Republican. He ended up with two point six four one, and then Cal Cunningham. His and he's challenger. one of the ones that tested positive for COVID. He is, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. His challenger got two point five four six, so it was about forty eight percent to forty seven. Really close race, uh, but again, that just shows you all these numbers don't stack up. You had a, um, a Republican, you know, president, governor, and and senator, and then Democrat the same way, and they're not even. They're they're percentage points off, up and down, because. Some independent-minded voters in North Carolina picked different members from different parties because they felt like they were the mm-hmm. best option. So um, I'd encourage anyone practicing democracy at home that this is the way to do it. But, right. you know, don't listen to me. So it took a while, but it seems we do have uh, we do have a winner in that election. There are going to be some legal challenges. And um, there's um, – it was interesting to me that in 2016 there were obviously uh, – certain segments of the population that woke up feeling like, you know, I don't know my country anymore and that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. And then it seemed to me to be playing out similarly, um, that there are people who really just don't understand what happened, how it happened, you know, they're they're terrified, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, all sorts of terrible things are going to happen when, you know, when a Democrat gets in the white house and that kind of a thing, socialist, by the way, Mm -hmm. Um, so some people are having a very hard time accepting this election, just as people had a hard time accepting the other election. Uh, I do think we just need to bypass the fact, I saw even that this was going to end up in the Supreme Court and some things like that on social media over the weekend. It doesn't appear. I don't think that's going to be the thing that 2000 was a very different election. It was, it was hundreds of votes in one state. Yes. We're, we're missing a, Um, we're missing a big key thing here. There was only one state swinging in 2000. Mm-hmm. It was Florida, right. and it was hundreds of And that's of votes. the state Supreme Court case that was decided. That's I don't correct. know how you get a case that has as many states, and I don't know what the legal challenges, would they be similar legal challenges in every state or different ones? I mean, it boggles the mind, so the, I don't think it's going to go to the Supreme Court the leaks, in any way. The but. leaks from the advisors to the president, the things that are kind of making it out of the White House is, that the advisors, the ones that actually educate themselves on the process and understand it, mm-hmm. have been telling a very different message to their boss that there, there's not a path here. There's too many that you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Trump needed a lot more than than just Pennsylvania or right. just uh, North Carolina or just Arizona. He needs more than that. And they're telling him, you can go and win. Let's say you did like have like a, an ice cube's chance in hell of winning one mm-hmm. of these. You need like five of them. Right. And, and there's just, there's not that path there. And um, a guy like him, I, I give him credit. Boy, don't like losing. And, and mm-hmm. I got I got respect for that, actually. Um, but, you know, let him chew on it for a week or two and, and accept it. And, and I think American democracy will be fine. Uh, I think there was a there will be an ongoing legitimate concern about our elections um, for the first time in, yeah. you know, our lifetime. I think there are people who who don't believe, you know, the process is fair. They believe mm-hmm. it was rigged. They believe mm-hmm. things that happen in third world countries are happening here, and that mm-hmm. is certainly um, of concern. So at the end of the day, not only who wins and who doesn't win, I feel like this election opened up some sores that – 
we're just not going to get over as a country anytime soon. And we're, the fact of the matter is we're not all going to come behind Joe Biden and be, be no. one big happy family anymore. No, it's very true. We're going to continue yeah. to, um, you know, see whatever the other side is as the enemy. And we're, we're now questioning not only our institutions, but our actual process. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, we at this table believe that the result is the result. That Absolutely. This is, this is not, as it, as this it is was, not going to change moving forward. As it was the result in 16, when a yes. lot of people weren't happy with the result. Mm-hmm. Um, a man lost the popular vote by almost 3 million votes, but he was elected president based on the system we had. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know that that was really ever called into question. I think even with we throw yeah, up Yeah, the, the Russia stuff, people talk about, you know, that's, again, one of the things you see people are like, you know, in 2016, you know, they say Russia interfered with the election and they didn't want to accept it. And now in 2020, you know, we're just supposed to accept it. But, so they feel like they are now the aggrieved but that's party. But that's not the true version of events. That's not what happened. Uh, Russian meddling, the entire intelligence community had a consensus that they attempted to alter the results of our election, but they failed mm-hmm. at actually altering them. Right. Uh, that was the consensus of the entire intelligence community. They didn't change a single ballot. Mm-hmm. They may have changed some of your minds by getting on your Facebook right. feed the and getting you to go deeper campaign. down the hole, yeah. but they didn't change any ballots. And that was the entire consensus. And just like the consensus today is that our election was secure, mm-hmm. that actually Russia did attempt to meddle again in this one, and so did China attempt mm-hmm. to have some influence in this one, I think in the opposite direction. Um I would encourage all Americans to have faith in the institutions right. because our enemies don't want us to have right. this. Right. Well, and at the end of the day, if you don't have faith in the process and in some of these institutions, then, you know, we aren't much better than a third world country Very anymore. True. That's Very true. That's what makes it. So, but the election season has come to an end, at least, uh, at least for a little while. There's going to continue to be some transition periods. Um, we should briefly touch on it's it's hard because of all the things that have gone on but it is historic in the sense that um you do have a female who was elected a a mm-hmm. female of color mm-hmm. who was who has been elected to the office of vice president mm-hmm. and after um you know several generations of women and and young girls have grown up and you know that last glass ceiling as they call it Um, that to me was one of the images that really stayed with me after 2016 is young girls just crying. You know, they had been taken to Hillary Clinton rallies and things like that. And I thought at the time, how do you explain that to a young girl Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't make them, you know, again, the sexism narrative is, is too easy of a one, but how do you explain you know, she thought she was going to see the first woman president, and she didn't mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, and, you know, it just is crushing, as it's crushing, you know, to, to grown women, but, you know, little girls especially. Um, so now you get that. It, it's important. It's historic. Um, I don't care which party you are in. It's important to see someone who looks like you in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that it has now happened and it's not only a female, but a female of color in the same way that, um, you know, uh, there's the famous picture of Barack Obama and the little black boy who asked mm-hmm. about his hair and he bent down so he could touch his hair. And you think about that moment that that child saw someone who had hair similar to his as president of the United That's States right. and that, what that moment meant to him. So now in the same way, there are little girls all over the country who see, you know, a woman a who looks like them about to become vice president. And that is 
maybe one of the few bright spots in this election, one of the few feel-good, happy type things yeah. that you can point to. Certainly. I feel like she's kind of, it's getting swamped. Maybe it's just me personally, but, you know, not as much is really going to be made of it as, you know, the Trump legal thing and will he concede and, and, you know, just concerns about the election and all that. I'm not seeing the general fervor there was for, say, a Hillary Clinton type candidacy in 2016. I but I agree with that. Um, but it's a thing. It's a thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yet to, you know, be seen what role she has. She could be very visible as vice president in certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly they will see someone, um, and we all will. I mean, it, it, I don't care who you are. It's important to see other people in those roles that's right yeah you know image images are powerful so um so that's a good thing that's a good thing that it happened um quite unlikely for miss kamala harris it must be said if you were going to throw around the names you know five or six years ago of who's going to become the first i don't think kamala harris's name would have been anywhere on on that list yeah um but you know as as they say on uh, the podcast that that we both enjoy listening to, you know, history chooses you, you know, it, it, the right. moment chooses yeah. you, you yeah. so infrequently get to choose the moment. And so, you know, for whatever reason, her path led her to where she is today mm-hmm. and she's about to become vice president of the United States. Mm-hmm. So, um, so good, good for her on that. All right. You ready for Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. My I last, forgot. My yeah. last assignment. I forgot about and that. And actually the state that mattered. And again, I want to go back to this. The people that were paying attention and educated themselves before this election knew that Pennsylvania was the state that mattered. Uh, there were a lot of swing states, but Pennsylvania was the one mm-hmm. that people paying attention to the election were like, that's going to be it. They have 20 electoral votes. And right. It was huge. We also, uh, all of us that paid attention, knew uh, that the rural uh, voters of Pennsylvania that would vote heavily Republican would go vote in person that day, and you'd know their vote that day, and that they had a tremendous amount of absentee ballots being turned in in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and the metro areas. Philadelphia, um, put it in perspective for you, uh, as far as voting skewed is like Walker County, but the opposite side of the coin. So, you know, we were 82, 18 mm-hmm. or something like that. They're the same way, but for Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, the difference is Philadelphia is, what, the fifth largest city in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of votes, and it matters a lot. And a bulk of their voters had voted absentee. They had mailed them in before you or I woke up and went to a ballot uh, on Tuesday to turn in our vote. They'd already done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the story of this election. Uh, finished the night, Trump with a little bit of a lead in, in Pennsylvania. We knew that lead would diminish. Anyone that paid a, that paid attention to the actual facts of the election knew that lead would diminish, but, you know, wasn't enough, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and it was. Uh, so far, they've called, uh, the Associated Press called uh, Saturday morning. They called Pennsylvania for, for Joe Biden, which was what put him over the edge and gave him the 270. Uh, currently, the vote count is at 3.361 million for Mr. Biden, 3.316 for Mr. Trump. Very close. And Pennsylvania is very much like I I gave North Carolina a real pat on the back earlier. They have very similar makeup. They elect members of both parties to everything. Uh, They're mostly conservative. They lean to the right on most of their state house and their state senate and a lot of their statewide elected officials. Uh, But they also elect some Democrats. Yeah, we took a trip. It was, what, two summers ago up to New York and went through a part of Pennsylvania. And we were definitely in Trump country. Yeah. It was quite There's a lot of it is. And you can look at the you can look at the map of of. Uh, Pennsylvania, and it's very red, mm-hmm. and you got the blue centers in the metro areas, right. um, which, again, that's getting a lot of traction. People are putting the, 
uh, they did this in 16 too. They're putting the map of the U.S. up and they're showing all these counties mm-hmm. that are red and they're like, how can a Democrat win? Uh, and I saw someone very quickly reply, well, the land doesn't vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the people do. A more accurate depiction I think the New York Times had was actually kind of circles that showed where votes were. Mm-hmm. Rather than coloring the whole map, it right. showed these circles of this is where people live. That you had 20 people in this county yeah. and 15 of them voted mm-hmm. for President Trump. So That's right. 20 votes. That's right. Turns so, it red. I mean, you can show a land mass the size of Walker County and make it brightest red you want to. And show that same landmass with ten times the people living in it, and make it bright blue, and they look equal mm-hmm. on these maps. Well, they're nowhere near equal. Right. They're very different, and uh, that's honestly that's another thing. If we're doing an electoral college episode, it's something that makes it kind of washes out. It makes Alabama look like they're only this bright red. Mm-hmm. Well, one out of every three people voted for Joe Biden mm-hmm. in Alabama. One out of every three people you encounter today may be a Joe Biden voter. In a state Uh-oh. that is very much a Trump state, yeah. Keep that in perspective. It's it's we're not washed one color or the other. It's it's, it's silly. I don't know where we're headed, but they're the people who like look very nervous and <laughs> they're the ones with their head down. Are <laughs> hoping avoiding or avoiding direct eye contact, or or they've got a smirky grin because right, they know, or right, they're trolling you on your Facebook page. <laughs> uh, those are those are the signs. No, they're not on Facebook anymore. They moved to uh, they all moved to Parlor. That's true. Yeah, they that's don't true. like the censorship. Um, but yeah, they're they're out there. Um, Oh. So that was Pennsylvania, and that back that to back to our election experience. A guy sat down, and again, he was talking to the guy next to him, not to us. But he said he was there doing God's work. Was he God's work? I personally don't believe God sent any of these folks to us. Um, Zach didn't care for that. He cared for it even <laughs> less when the guy seemed to walk around behind him and stop because he seemed to be peering over his shoulder at his yeah. ballot, and apparently. Yeah. God didn't approve of some of Zach's choices, <laughs> I guess. Um, and apparently there weren't that many, because as I've just told right, you, the poll worker, lot, yeah. the poll worker, um, if you didn't have anybody running against you, Zach didn't vote for you. He he felt that was a wasted. So, he felt that was a wasted vote. So that so was one of the things story, that he did. Ashley couldn't dare pass one of the bubbles, so she felt the need to bubble all of them. And so I skipped to, there was one local election that was unopposed that mm-hmm. I, I supported that person in their primary mm-hmm. bid, mm-hmm. and I bubbled them symbolically. Mm-hmm. But I skipped the other ones. You know, all yeah. the state Supreme Courts and Courts of Appeals, you don't have anybody running against you. You don't mm-hmm. need my bubble. Right. And so I actually said, why did you just skip that one? I said, because I supported this person. Yeah. And so I'm bubbling them symbolically. I don't even know most of these other yes. ones that are running unopposed, mm-hmm. and I'm not giving them the time yeah. of my bubble. Right. So are you like Ashley? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not an Enneagram person. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are, and Ashley and I may, because here's what I did. I actually did that. I just went down and I voted, you know, on the front sheet, most of the ones, you know, that I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, needed to have my vote. And I was like, I kind of did the same thing. And I started to flip over to the other side. Or maybe I actually did turn over and vote and turn back. But anyway, at some point, I'm looking at my ballot with all of the little, the little bubbles mm-hmm. and got very, like, twitchy. And so I went back after I believe everything was done, and I went back. back I felt like, to me, it was a throwback to my test-taking perfectionist Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. because I used to go over those standardized tests and, like, like go over my answers, like, again and again and again. It really was an OCD thing, and I felt like this was a test, and I had not completed the test, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I understand the reasoning. I should have been like Zach and just left all of those. But I, I 
looked at it and was going to have nightmares that I left white circles. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I skipped a lot of them. I couldn't do it. Uh, talking about the constitutional amendments, if you'd like, uh, Alabama. Oh, my word. To show you the waste of time that some of your legislators uh, are in Montgomery. So there was a constitutional amendment, and I'm going to paraphrase, that made it where only U.S. citizens could vote in elections. Because the current um, language is every. That every, that's the current language. Well, let's just be clear. Um, currently, uh, only U.S. citizens can register to vote and vote in elections. Mm-hmm. And so Same one. That didn't mean anything, and it was a waste of time to literally, this thing had well, to Well, here's go, what it did mean. It had it, to go through the legislature of Alabama. It had mm-hmm. to be on their docket, take their time. Then they had to make it into a ballot measure, mm-hmm. put it on a ballot, print it, and then right. have you vote on it, and then report the results of it. Here's what it did mean. It means that in this state, we decided that we intend to be exclusive instead of inclusive mm-hmm. when it comes to these things. It did not, as you say, change a single Nothing. thing. But mentally, it means that we as a state believe that too many people are going to get the right to vote if every person <laughs> has the right to vote. Right. If every citizen has the right, right. to vote. Right. So only citizens. It means nothing. Nothing. But it is our mindset nothing. that we intend to be exclusive instead of inclusive. That's so what go, it is. Let's go to another one. Um, there was a measure specifically for uh, Franklin and Lauderdale County mm-hmm. uh, where one could uh, defend themselves in at a church. A church. Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually, in the entire state, which includes all 67 of our counties, a stand your ground law mm-hmm. where you are already legally allowed to mm-hmm. do what that I didn't look into at. why they decided to do the local. So why? basically, the take that I got was a representative from that area wanted to say that he had done something gotcha. for him, and uh, a pretty easy sweep if you're just aiming at a conservative voter is anything to, protect, to do with gun rights to protect their guns and their churches. And mm-hmm. so this dude literally just wrote something that meant nothing mm-hmm. that looked like he was defending your churches and your guns, which mm-hmm. he wasn't actually. And that's how they get you to blindly vote for their letter mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And then you left out the one where we're going to have a constitutional convention to take okay out racist language. And, I was okay with um, that one. Zach was okay with it, but I think he said that he kind of wavered in deciding because he didn't trust that if we redo the Constitution that we'll necessarily do it, redo it in a way that isn't um, something that he would not like. That, that well, we'll, I agree. we'll come out with a worse Constitution I agree with than we have, and it's I- hard point of interest so at UAB once a year they have a day where they read the entire constitution like out in the parks like all the oh, amendments and everything I th- it takes the entire day because yeah. our constitution is the, so bloated and antiquated it's the largest and legal you say document all the of the nonsense yeah. language that is in there um, racist constitution straight up mm-hmm. I mean I don't mind mm-hmm. saying that it was mm-hmm. in 1901 that was the purpose of doing that constitution mm-hmm. at that time that's why we've had to go through and attempt to change some of this language which is apparently what this constitutional convention We'll get around to, um, but yeah, very specifically, it said what what they'll be allowed to uh, to change in this constitution. But that passed, right? It, it passed, didn't that? I it mean, did. It did. And, and we we need to make some. Ser- we really need to rewrite our entire constitution. We could probably cut out I don't know ninety percent of it mm-hmm. and be just fine. Uh, well, most of it are amendments, direction. deleting or other amendments, explaining yeah. other we, amendments. We could we could cut this sucker amendments. down. Yeah. To, to I believe we have size. the. Uh, 
It the, is reg- the, the longest in the United States, It is States, the right? largest legal document in the world. In the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, would, I didn't want to go that far, but I knew it, it was is, probably yeah. close. Unless something passed it recently, but I it doubt is, you could because we keep adding constitutional amendments, which right. means we keep making the day go It is longer. ridiculous, the, the length so and I was the content that. of that. And I'll tell you generally for me as a voter, the same skepticism Zach has, uh, if I don't know much about an amendment, you're getting a no vote from mm-hmm. me because I feel like it's probably not of substance. Mm-hmm. Uh when in doubt of voters, I would encourage you, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just vote no. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I said, we had, we had a couple of amendments land on this ballot that did mm-hmm. nothing. They did absolutely nothing. Which is why the sheriff of Walker County had to send out yeah. a reminder text that morning yes. because he thought but how sad people is that? were just going to vote no. How sad is that? That he has an amendment of substance. That is an amendment that actually affects a human being here mm-hmm. in Walker County. Mm-hmm. He explained exactly how it affected him, mm-hmm. and it actually affected the county government in a positive manner mm-hmm. that it took financial burden off of them. Right. But he had to fight to get you to vote for it because we just throw crappy amendments right. on the ballots mm-hmm. every time. People get and tired of And the wording of, of it. He was concerned that the wording was not, you know, it wasn't going to be in your face about, oh, that's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, they, most people were just going just, just to vote against it, both of our, both our um, local Amendments uh, passed, mm-hmm. I believe. So. I think all the statewide ones passed. Um, it was a it was a yes across yes, the board. The amendments. Um, I should have done more homework going into the amendments. I didn't know there were going to be that many. Yeah. You know, and I always sat, always I wait until the week of. Sat there and and looked at some of them and um, was quite startled by you. I started with the first one. I was like, well. What is uh-huh. this? And I looked it up, and yeah. and that put me on a downhill slide yeah. with those amendments, man. Yeah. I was like, hmm. so congratulations, American citizens! You can all vote now, mm-hmm. thanks to that amendment that you passed. And also, mm-hmm. congratulations to uh, those folks protecting their churches in Franklin and Lauderdale mm-hmm. County. You can now do what you could do before mm-hmm. the election, anyway. Yeah. So, well, good job, everyone. Again, that goes back to widespread concern that non-citizens are walking into polling places <laughs> and voting left and right. Um, and I think I mentioned this before. Katie Couric did a uh, did a podcast, a limited series podcast on turnout, and it talked about voter suppression mm-hmm. and and some mm-hmm. of these things. Um, and you know, there's this narrative I think that you know you have this widespread you know illegal immigrants and and non citizens voting, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's ever come forward with any like real legitimate proof in the modern era. Now, as I said, you know, like a few years ago what, 20 or so years ago, mm-hmm. it was absolutely possible that, you know, ballots just come out of the back room and, you know, probate judges, you know, in this state specifically were, apparently it's pretty common that they were bought off. It was just yeah. a thing because yeah. they were in charge of the election. So yeah. this is, you know, ancient history in some sense and, and not ancient in others, but well, there was a time that that was true. Today is not that time. Well, and I think where people are losing it is that there are, there are two major parties with uh, almost equal power in this nation, almost equal resources and money and legal scholars and access to all this stuff. How's one side just railroading? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what right. what did I miss? Where, where did the but other side again, lose Again, that's the what power, people were so. upset about. You know, you, so you had to show up that day and and show your ID and mm-hmm. you know all of mm-hmm. that. And, and people, in this case, they people wanted a revote. In. At one point, one of the things I saw circulating on the socials was people wanted a revote, um, a legitimate thing. They wanted to revote. And but you had to show up to a physical polling place and show an ID, and that's the only votes that counted. That's what they wanted. Well, if I lost based on absentee ballots, that's exactly what sure. I would want, right? Um, but like Zach said, Zach got pretty hot about it because he has a um, a cousin 
who's married to a guy who's in the Navy, and they lived all over the world and things like that. Mm -hmm. So obviously they get to vote, and we don't really understand how that process works, but it absolutely works through, you know, like an absentee type Mm -hmm. situation. They don't have elections like Mm -hmm. on you know, the base, you know, and that kind of a thing, they have a mailing address and they send in their absentee. So there are a lot of uh, nursing homes. So in Cordova, um, you know, I was really impressed this year. I found out that, you know, the lady there goes out of her way to get all the ballots and to go around to the people and, you know, do what she's supposed to do. There's laws about how this works Mm -hmm. too, but, you know, she actually does that for them and then she sends them in, you know, she puts them in the thing and she Mm -hmm. sends them in. So the people in Cordova nursing home who are not, even though it's, you know, for us, it's in within walking distance, the polling place, they're not going to be able to go. They get to vote. That's, that's an important thing. Absolutely. So that's what you lose. You lose military, you lose people who are, um, you know, disabled or, or, uh, you know, confined to a space in some way. or in this I particular mean, year, why it was such an issue. People that in the of middle of a pandemic health concerns, want to stay home and keep um, themselves safe. So I mean, it is a very narrow-minded view to say that only, you know, going to a place on a certain day, because, you know, many states have early voting, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, going on a very specific day. Everybody in this country has to go on a very specific day, and they have to bring their government ID. Mm-hmm. We saw the long lines. We didn't even touch on that. Some of the people who were in, you know, hours-long lines to vote in person. Do you really want to see what it looks like when everybody in this country who chooses to vote yeah. has to vote on yeah. a single day? Yeah. Um, was not was not a fan of that idea, but um. no, and uh, and and frankly, in this age of technology, I would I would assume that we continue to go the other way. We continue mm-hmm. to quit making it about that one day and in person. And uh, you and I are both fortunate to be in a rural area where it's not real hard to get into your polling place not and cast your vote. And so it's my intention for for my adult life to mm-hmm. to go with with Ashley and our daughters. And one and time be a we voted absentee one time because we were going to be on vacation. Uh-huh. So it was going to be the big um, primary a few years ago, mm-hmm. and we were going to be on vacation. So. So I went, and I don't even remember if Zach voted, but I know I personally went by myself and voted absentee because mm-hmm. we were going to be gone. Yeah, and it's just uh, it, we voted; we've done that forever. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's uh, I hope we can unify a little bit more. It looks like we're headed uh, farther in the opposite direction of of more division, mm-hmm. and I don't understand it because, in, in my opinion. Americans agree on probably 80 percent of our ideals. We really believe in the same things and. Dear God, can we focus on those for a little while? Well, I will say this. Um, so, been been doing some reading, just some some personal reading, and it's something that I just happened to be doing in the in the time of the election. Be very careful what is influencing you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you spend your time on social media, if you spend your time on cable news and things like that, this is having an effect on your brain, even being overly engaged in, you know, political news and things like that. And, you know, there were people who, uh, you know, both four years ago and now, um, you know, you really feel like the world is ending and that kind of a thing, you know, because an election turns a certain way. And you and I know sitting here that, you know, we have had people, um, you know, one mutual friend whose husband is in the hospital right now and is and is very ill and is very concerning. Uh, we've lost an important individual in our town. I mean, life goes on and mm-hmm. tragic things are happening. Mm-hmm. And I think you risk missing that if you get, as I saw one person write and I actually agreed with, it's not worth losing friends or losing sight of what matters 
for two guys who don't even know your name. Absolutely. They they Absolutely. don't know who you are as an individual. Joe Biden and President Trump could care less about you as an individual. Amen. But your neighbor who's having a really hard time this year, yeah. who, you know, has health problems or is saying goodbye to a parent, these things continue to go on election or no mm-hmm. election. Mm-hmm. And so my personal takeaway from this weekend was just I need to be very intentional about what I allow like myself to pay attention to. Right. Because you start to think that things matter more than they do. Mm-hmm. And elections certainly matter. Who the president is matter. I'm not saying that. But, but your in relationship the, in the day locally. To, in the day yeah. to day, mm-hmm. it should matter to me a lot more mm-hmm. that some of these people are having a really difficult time than it does which way this election necessarily went. Absolutely. So perspective perspective is an important thing. I agree. And, um, I agree. Just, I know you're already off of social media and things like that, but just... I'm actually debating on it, furthering myself In general, I mean, when you spend your time constantly engaging with the conspiracy theories and just with the constant negativity that you find there, you become a negative person and you you lose sight of things that matter. Yeah. So I think all of us mostly could probably do good by just here, uh, here. doing a, a values reevaluation. Well, um, and, and, I don't and how go, does your behavior line up with that? I don't want to go too deep. You mentioned, you know, cable news and, and, and social media both. If you watch a cable news channel and then all of a sudden they're not making you feel good because they're not reinforcing your beliefs, mm-hmm. so you switch to another one, you might want to turn the TV mm-hmm. off for a little while. Right. What are you actually looking for? Were you looking for news or were you looking to go well, further down your own path? And that opens the whole thing. Cable news channels themselves have their, their own issues. Their um, Zach even said, you know, he was watching, um, I guess I'll just say it, he was watching CNN, you know, while he was at work for some of the results. And he noticed a real change in um, the rhetoric and, you know, as, mm-hmm. as the thing went mm-hmm. on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's something, there's something to that. I'm not saying that everybody is, certainly. you know, biased, but there's certainly, uh, it is a business and, you know, they know who their viewers are. Uh, so if you're just, if you're just wanting the facts, maybe cable news is not where you should be hanging out mm-hmm. to begin with. It's mm-hmm. okay to pop in and kind of see the headlines, but maybe you shouldn't just listen to the talking heads yep. for no matter what station it is for yep. a while. Cause you're going to, you're going to find people who are extremely partisan, whether they should be partisan or not on every single channel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then social media is that to the one millionth power because mm-hmm. you're not just getting pundits' opinions, you're getting all the individual people mm-hmm. around you's opinions nonstop. And, right. and that doesn't just begin and end with politics. That's literally everything It really life. is everything. I yeah. mean, it is, it is, social media is like a keeping up with the Joneses, um, smorgasbord mm-hmm. where you're literally just viewing other people's lives at least the best version of it that they're showing to you right. on social media and comparing yourself to them constantly yep. not healthy folks not healthy at yeah. all and moving forward i just mentioned that not necessarily as an aside because I, but i do think i mean moving forward if we really want to have any sort of a meaningful dialogue it's going to mean changing how we look at the world and look at each other agreed Agreed. And, and we can't so. do that by continuing to hang out on Facebook all day long. I so. personally would like to end on how happy I am that a record number of people went to the polls and voted for President of the United States of America, no matter who you voted for, no matter whether we voted for the same person or a different person, whether we agree or we disagree. I'm so excited to live in the country where we got to do that, mm-hmm. and 150 million of us went and did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is fantastic. I- 
uh, for the next four years, whether your guy won or your guy lost, we're going to be okay uh, because we've got a pretty dadgum good thing going here. Mm -hmm. So uh, just buckle up and enjoy your lives. And I think you're you're dead on to something. Enjoy that macro level a heck of a lot more, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, enjoy the relationships with the people that are actually around you day in and day right. out. Yep. It was just surprising. There, there are certainly people who acted like if there had been one result, you know, like they were going to be fine. And I get, but it's just two sides of the same mirror. Like I said, I saw the same thing four years ago from a certainly. different, from a certainly. different set of people. So, certainly. you know, four years later, we're still here. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It has been the year from hell. Um, but by God, we're still here. We are here. <laughs> uh, the country is not, you know, in flames quite yet. So uh, we've lived through four years. Hopefully we'll live through four more and be doing be doing this again with uh, most likely two other sets of characters. Uh, yeah, not, I think so. Not Joe Biden. No. And, I, and, and I think Trump is a long shot to come back and be the head of his party again. I think you'll see some of his surrogates, potentially members mm -hmm. of his family. Uh, certainly, mm -hmm. uh, I think you're going to see Republicans are, I think they're going to field, uh, maybe back to the middle a little bit, a Mitt Romney kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and then Democrats, I think your front runners, obviously Kamala. And mm -hmm. then, um, I'm wondering what kind of moderates that they trot out there as well. So, yep. um, we'll see Well, the Biden administration is going to be fun. Uh, well, that'll be something to check in with next week and see whose names are floating. Doug Jones yeah. is, hey, is going to be floating for sure. Um, Gambling is illegal in Alabama, so hypothetically, I have a, a $1 bet that I made about a month ago uh, with one of our customers mm -hmm. at the old family business. Um, I said, hey, I'll make a dollar bet with you. This guy's pretty conservative, uh, big, big Trump supporter, and I said, I'll make a bet with you. I said, uh, I, I, we'll put a dollar on it. Uh, Doug Jones is going to lose his Senate seat, uh, but he's going to fall upwards into being the Attorney General of the mm -hmm. United States. Well, I knew I was betting with the right guy because he would not admit that Joe Biden would win the presidency. Sure. He knew what I was aiming at. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, I'm just playing odds, man. It's like 50-50. The presidential race is like a coin toss right mm -hmm. now. At at worst, it actually looks like it's leaning to Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. He has a 30-year-long relationship with Doug. Uh, Doug's polling way behind Tuberville. He's probably going to lose, so he'll be available. And so I played all these things about a month ago, and I don't really like to actually bet, so I mm -hmm. put a dollar on it. Uh, so... I got a dollar bet hanging out yep. uh, for Doug Jones being the next Attorney General of the we'll United see. States. In which case, Alabama will have fielded the last the, uh, our junior senator. Two, yeah, will be the last um, two appointed uh, Attorney Generals at following elections. In, yeah. And I'm sure Jeff Sessions will love to pass along all the notes he can about that. Um, I, I hope Jeff's just sitting on a. I picture him sitting on a front porch, rocking back and forth with sweet tea at this point, right? Didn't he just at the house? I think he's done. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, in well, Alabama, you never really die. You live on true. forever. So, um, well, there was a lot to talk about, but you know, then again, we waited. We waited nearly a week because there was a lot to talk about. So yeah, we wanted to give you what was actually there. We'll be back next week with. Um, whatever, we'll talk a little more about transition. Georgia. Yeah, uh, the, talk transition, about the transition and we'll where dive some into of those. these states officially land and dive into those uh, those Georgia Senate elections. I think that's really going to be a big part of our storytelling for the next uh, couple of months. So thanks for hanging with us. We hope you're doing well out there. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you guys. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020, Daily Mountain Eagle.